You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Did you guys really not plan this or talk about this beforehand? TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Hour two of Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app. Rami Makloff, Judd Zolget, Jonathan Harrison on the other side of the glass at 520. In other news, America's new favorite radio segment. <laughs> it's America's? Yeah, I'm just going to go with that. I love when the, I love when you go with something that's just, you know, like, <laughs> it's sweeping the country. In other news on the all-new Score North. <laughs> so let's come that's up my at favorite. 520. Some of the uh, odd news stories from mostly outside the sports world. I have one from inside the sports world. I've got world, one though. from very much outside. A soccer fan whose love for his team went way too far, and he immediately regretted it and because, his, because people suck. And his name, perhaps Jonathan Harrison? No, it is not Jonathan okay. Harrison. I don't think it was, at least. We were talking before the break about the NBA Finals. Did you ever think you'd see the day, Judd, when the NBA would outdraw the NHL in Canada of all places? Well, in let, Canada of let's, all places. Let's contextualize this though, because it does make some sense. The Toronto Raptors, which, which are uh, Canada's NBA team, basketball team, right? Yes, are in the finals. So yes, it, it makes sense. Here's the sad thing. So the Toronto Raptors were an expansion team in was it 1995? Yeah, 94, 94. This is their tw- no 95. This is their okay. 25th year. Here's the sad thing. The Toronto Raptors, and good for them, have finally gotten to the finals uh, in 2019. Do you realize, Rami Makhlov, it has been since 1967 that the Toronto Maple Leafs have been to and or won. They did both. The Stanley really? Cup, 1967. 1967. Look how long it has been since a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. I believe it was the 1993 Montreal Canadiens. How many... Hockey teams does Canada have in the NHL? What do they have? About six teams. They've got a team in Toronto. They've got a team in Ottawa, Montreal, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver, and that might be it. So they got about six teams. And no Stanley Cup championship since when? 93 Montreal, uh, I think, was the last time that they won a Stanley Cup. This is from The Athletic. The NBA Championship Series habitually bounce, trounces the Stanley Cup final in viewership south of the border, but this is the first year that's set to happen in Canada in living memory. After all, the Raptors have been stomping hockey flat for weeks. Sportsnet didn't respond to a request for its viewership numbers for the NHL's conference final round. Perhaps at this point, we might invoke the rule of politics. If it's good news, people are generally willing to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Here's what we do know from the publicly released data compiled by Numeris, the audience measuring agency Sportsnet and other Canadian broadcasters use. For the period ending May 19th, the most recent available the 30 most-watched shows in Canada included three entries for the Raptors and zero NHL games. The Raptors 108-100 lost to Milwaukee in Game 1 of the Eastern Finals on May 15th through an average audience of 1.19 million. 
per minute on Sportsnet's national channel and another 746,000 on Sportsnet Ontario. The second game of the series carried on TSN attracted an average of 922,000 viewers per minute. Not bad at all for a blowout loss on a Friday night. Now, the, the maddening thing about that piece in the Athletic that uh, that reflects what you just read or, or that has the content of what you just read is also that in typical National Hockey League fashion, it starts with Gary Bettman at his press conference, I believe before uh, Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals between the Bruins and Blues a couple nights ago, talking about how great things are, how well the National Hockey League is doing. But the piece very wisely points out that he's talking about how the National Hockey League is progressing against itself, basically. Not talking about different sports, right? He's talking about our growth and our this and our that. But he's not bringing up the fact that in typical hockey fashion, they've got problems that they're not addressing. But this one does not shock me. Because if you've got a championship type of team, which Toronto does now, and guess what? It's not the hockey team. You're going to get eyeballs. And and the Blue Jays and the Raptors are the Canadian teams. So if you are if you are in Ontario, Manitoba, British Columbia, and you're going to gravitate towards a team in the NBA or MLB, it's going to be the Blue Jays or the Raptors. So I'm not shocked. But... Hockey, as I've talked about before on on this show, absolutely can drive me crazy because it examines its own navel far too often. It talks about how well it's doing without any perspective to the reality of things at times. Right. It's at all times. relative. Yes, exactly. Exactly. He says we're in a better place than we've ever been. Well, yeah, I mean, every every professional sport is growing yes. on some level. But that point that but that piece does a very good job then of saying, but he's not comparing it at all to growth against different sports. He's basically just saying us. Hey, we're fantastic. We're doing great. We're killing it. And it's like, okay, are you looking at how you're doing against different sports? And the answer ordinarily is unfortunately, no, they're not. Especially not in the States, but they always went, oh, at least we got Canada. Yeah, and now they don't. And now they don't. And now they don't. And and the thing that I get is hockey is will always be, and I love the sport, but you can't debate this. You simply can't. It's a niche sport. It's got its niche following. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very passionate, and that's great. But it also has to be realistic about its opportunity for growth. But that being said, I think they're all. I think there also is a case to be made to to examine things from an objective standpoint instead of patting yourself on the back. And everybody knows that Gary Bettman absolutely positively loves to pat himself on the back as much as possible. Now, you're you a hockey guy, right? You're, yeah, I, loved, N- I love it. The NHL is higher on your totem pole than the NBA, is it not? Absolutely. Is. What do you have more interest in at this point, the Stanley Cup finals or the NBA finals? Stanley Cup. Really? For me personally. But that's not true of most. And I, I don't expect that. But, yeah, I mean, the— Bruins Blues series, as I just combined the two teams, the Bruins Blues series, which the Bruins, which, the Bruise, which is now uh, won one after last night's overtime game that the Blues won in Boston, was fantastic, and it was fun to watch. But hockey should not be surprised for one second that that when you know its Canadian teams aren't in the playoffs or don't win Stanley Cups. That if the Raptors go, guess what? People in Canada are going to say, we like hockey a lot, but but at least starting tonight, they think that they have a chance to win an NBA championship. Right. And they might be wrong about that, but the opportunity seems to be presenting itself to at least be there. 
And uh, that's not true of fans of the Maple Leafs, the Sens, the Canadians, the Canucks, Edmonton, blah, blah, blah. I am not hockey guy. Anybody who's You're very much not hockey very guy. Very much not hockey guy. Which I'm fine with, too. And I came across this last night on Twitter. It was a tweet from uh, Stanley Cup on NBC. And it's, the tweet reads, Connor Clifton provided the spark for the NHL Bruins in Game 1. What will, quote-unquote, Cliffy Hockey do tonight? What? Is that really somebody's nickname, Cliffy Hockey? Not that I know of. No, I think it's... I, I Unless I'm missing something here, I think they're trying to be incredibly cute <laughs> and precious. <laughs> Cliffy Hockey. That's a terrible nickname. That's not yeah, it's not even a nickname. That's just stupid. Oh, that's terrible. I that's... tweeted I quote tweeted it and said this has to be the laziest bleeping nickname yes. in the history of nicknames. Hereforth, my nickname will be Rami Radio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rule of thumb and this is something Cliffy gu- Hockey. Guys, this is something I don't get. Rule of thumb, somebody's name morphed into something else is not a nickname. Like if I call you, I mean, it's true, yeah, Rominator, uh, that's, that's or something bad. like that. But I've no, but it. but it's happened. That's not Why that's not gotten... a nickname. That's not. I'm not creative. I'm an idiot. I'm gonna every stop I've had in my life, from high school to every job I've had, Rom Dog catches on every every stop. And I don't mind that, but from that's high not a nickname. On up to today, like I got to Milwaukee, and nobody knows, or got to Minnesota, nobody knows me from Milwaukee up here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, I start getting rom. I think Collar was started calling me Rom Dog. Why have we gotten so bad at nicknames lately? That's true. Like we used to have really good you know nicknames. Why? Like sweet. I'll tell you exactly why. Crazy legs. I'll tell you why. The fridge. We are lazy. <laughs> yeah, true. We are lazy. People are looking for the easiest outs possible. Hey, okay, Rom Dog's not bad because then I could call you Dog or something. It's not great. I'm <laughs> just saying part, that's like the epitome of lazy. But yeah, but Let's come just on, hack off part of his Jonathan's name right. add Dog. At Jonathan's, the end of it. you know what? Jonathan's right though. You know, there was a time when we went to great lengths to come up with nicknames for people. Prime time, like that's awesome. Yes, I'm not going to say it on the air, but I came up with a pretty great no. name for Jonathan no. that he oh, is, not, he is oh. adamantly against. Absolutely, I am adamantly it's creative, but it was no. fantastic. It was fantastic. Funny. No, it's not. It was fantastic. No. I think it would, and it's not even. It's not. It's not bad. I think it would launch his radio career into stratospheres he never imagined. And it's not it's a name lazy. if he would adopt this. Nickname. Oh no! It's, oh, it was no, a good. No, 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 no. This is a good nickname. Um, this Harry. Ni- Harry is lazy. This this no. nickname embodies Jonathan Harrison. No, it epitomizes Harry, you. No. Harry is lazy. Yeah, Harry. If I was going to call you Harry, but I came up with something. But did you say Cl- so? Cliffy hockey. That's just Cliffy I hockey. Mean, Connor. Clifton I almost swore describing par- it so bad. I did swear on Twitter last night. <laughs> You do. You get aggressive I've sometimes. St- I've stopped hyphenating for a while. I was hyphenating my swears. I've stopped now. It's just, I don't swear on Twitter. I'm not. I'm not regulated by the FCC. I won't swear on Twitter. At Rami is tweeting. So I don't swear. I'm, I'm gonna let him fly. You do. I do. You don't care. No, to hell with it. See, I just did it. Okay, again. I got a question for you. Uh, no, no, no. Now, now that, that that this has come up, I'm meant to ask you this off the air, All and right. I forgot. So right. I will ask you this on the air. Uh, Giannis had the deal where he walked off the, the press conference stage. Yes. Uh, and you were got into it with a bunch of people, again, with far too much time on your hands, clearly. Right. And we're going back, back and forth. Beyond what he did, here's my question, though. It got super aggressive. Were you day drinking and tweeting? No. Okay. I, I told Cunningham, I said, I think he might be drunk. No, I was totally sober. Okay. Totally sober. Answers the question. I just... For years, a pet peeve of mine has been 
how seriously and how sacredly we treat press conferences. As if something really comes out of those 90% of nothing comes, almost nothing ever comes out of a press conference unless it's people pissed off about the way a guy reacted to a question at a press conference. Which was actually fun to watch, yes. Right. Like the, the only time we talk about press conferences is when guys act like human beings. I didn't like the fact that he, he walked off and his teammate had no idea and looked at him like, what are you doing? That was the one. That, was that the would one, rub me the wrong that way. That was the one issue. That would rub me the wrong. Now, if you told me that you were going to do it, then from the uh, from our standpoint of being in the media, we could discuss it. But I did not like the fact that his teammate clearly was like, and "What are you doing?" I wasn't defending Giannis because he's Giannis, and because I'm a huge Giannis fan, and and I root for the Milwaukee Bucks to some degree. They are my my adopted team until the Bulls are relevant again. So I I, was, I wasn't doing it for that because I did the same thing for Cam Newton when he walked off the stage after he lost a Super Bowl. I don't know why we expect these guys after they lose the biggest game of their lives and something that they fought, sweat, and bled for was within their reach and they came up short of it and you put a bunch of microphones in their face and want to ask them questions about the the largest failure of their life that you don't expect some sort of human emotion or reaction from them at some point, and we're actually upset at them when we when we get that. I would much prefer that they actually do that and get mad and and answer it that way as opposed to walking off. Right. And the, but the Westbrook the Westbrook one annoys me because he's just wrong about that. And that's what people were saying to me. The Westbrook one because he's in that petty little fight with the OKC columnists. It's like, just get over it. And journalists, who I know and respect, were saying to me, well, just say next question. And I said, do we not remember Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I don't. I And how he got killed for that? But if you get mad, awesome. Right. So so my, my thing is, and Giannis, if he agreed to go, which he did, and he he walked off because he clearly had gotten wind that the person that was asking him the question had quickly posted something about she tweeted, his future. She tweeted something after the game and said, "If the Bucks don't put it, I don't. I'm not quoting." And she did a story about it, right? Yeah, she put a up quick a quick story. She put up a short story and tweeted out the link that if the Bucks don't put a championship core around Giannis by 2020, then he probably leaves. I would much prefer that he like said within moments of that I, game ending. She tweeted that. I up. would much prefer that he said, "I saw your story and I didn't appreciate it." Okay. But that's fine. But the walking off thing. But yeah, so I, I saw your, your tweets that day and I couldn't decide if you were because they continue to go on on and on. I didn't know if you were actually had. No, sober. Picked up a couple of beers. That was actually me sober, Judd, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> I told Danny, I said, I think you might be drunk. Because the only way, and I said this in one of the tweets that day, if we don't want a no comment because people killed Russell Westbrook for that. Yep. We don't want you to angrily answer a question. We've seen guys get killed for that before, like Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. We don't want you to get up and walk away. The one option you're left with is to say something without really saying anything. So what are we even assembling these things for? Why are we even having press conferences if the only way to a player no, to fill no books. the only way a player can, can to fill no walk books. away with a quote unquote win it's to fill no is to say something without saying anything. That's exactly it. It's, it's, it's to it's to provide quotes, but um, I don't mind if guys get mad. Now, now t- the Durant thing was weird because I I sense that he's just a petulant guy. But if you're genuinely mad about something or have or or have a beef and and want to say something about that, that's fine to me. That's more than than you're, you're right. You agreed to go to the press conference, so if you're being rubbed the wrong way or you're ask a question that you deem not to be fair, 
and you get a little bit surly yourself, I think that's perfectly fair. Short of outwardly, the cam one, the cam one bugged me because he pouted and then walked off. But if you were fiery, good for you. That's great. Short of outwardly attacking or disrespecting anybody, I have no problem with any human reaction that happens at a podium after the biggest loss of your life. All right, that's fair. I I don't know that I agree completely, but I will say that that, that made the press conference more interesting to watch. It's the only thing newsworthy and, from that press conference. But I just I felt bad for his teammate who was clearly caught off guard completely and tried then to answer the question. But the look that he gave Giannis was, dude, what's going on? That was the one part about it that I, I would take exception with. Absolutely. And if I'm his teammate, I'd probably say that wasn't really cool. Not very cool at all. I'll give you that. I'll concede that. That was not. But you know what? An important step because he's a great player. And how many players have we seen uh, as they're developing into superstars get to a game or a series where it's too much? But that then helps their progression. So the next time they can get past that. You're going to feel bad for one of the subjects of my in other news story on the other side of a break, Judd. In other news. We usually do this Wednesday at this time, but yesterday was a shortened show for uh, Minnesota Wild. I always say Minnesota Wild. Minnesota United Soccer. I don't you know don't even I, like hockey. I know. I don't know why I do that. I do it. All, I've been doing it a lot since telling people I'm going to the Minnesota United game on. Sunday. I don't understand I this. I'm going to the Wild game on. Sunday. I get. So I get. Up. They look at me and they go, "There, you're going to a Wild game." I get your oh, Brewers so and your Bucks full pause because no you idea. were in Milwaukee, but you don't even like hockey. One Why of those are you brain calling cramp them? things? But it's the middle of the week. Middle it's of the, the looms, show. By it's the way. where we like to take a break from that hard hitting sports talk. We bring you here at Score North and on the Score North mobile app and bring you some of the hard, odd and quirky stories from outside the world of sports. But sometimes. They come from in the world of sports, including this one. Is River Plate a soccer team, Jonathan? Yes, River uh, Argentina, one of the better teams down there. It was a simple idea. Get the QR code of a YouTube video (laughs) showing River Plate goals against Boca Juniors tattooed on his leg. Oh, this story's so good. So a fan got a barcode tattooed on his leg, and if you scan that barcode, Judd. Yep. It would bring up a a goal of his favorite soccer team, River Plate, against the Boca Juniors. Okay, this must have been a meaningful goal. I yes. don't know. They're two very harsh or very big rivals down there. But shortly after he got this uh, tattoo, this barcode tattoo on his leg, yeah, YouTube took down the video due to copyright issues. <laughs> what? So now there is a completely different video, apparently of some sort of concert performance before a soccer game that is associated with that barcode that he now has on his calf for the rest of his life. Hold on a second. So that actually, I remember hearing this Explain story. this to me again. Okay. So you know the square, like, barcode Here, looking sh- things I'll that people get? I'll show you the get? tattoo. Yeah, like on a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. You can, if you, if you like, take a photo of it on your phone it'll lead you to a website link and this guy had that website link leading directly to this youtube video of a game-winning goal over his hated rival team and on twitter after he posted it someone said wouldn't it be funny if someone or if we complained enough to youtube and had this taken down for copyright oh so this was a campaign yes this was a campaign oh my gosh and it happened even in the story that i got after that's amazing yeah i would do the same thing to a cardinals fan oh yeah i would absolutely do that to a cardinals fan 
Okay, but how stupid would you have to be to actually think that this was a good idea in the first place? <laughs> it's sports and tattoo- you hate the other team. I don't know about, do you guys have any tattoos, either yep. of you? Yeah. You no. do? What do you no. have? Are you willing to say? The, I have the PlayStation symbols, like the buttons. See? That's a perfect example yeah. of why I would never get a tattoo, because there was a time in my life where I was an avid gamer. I will always be one. Addicted. What happened? Addicted to video games. What happened? I got a full-time job. I started doing stand-up comedy. I already have a TV addiction. I'm not saying anything negative about gamers. Sure. I'm just saying that more of my time started to get eaten up. Something had to be cut, yep. and it was either TV or video games, and I chose TV. I only have time. It's the cheaper option. I only have time for my TV addiction. I don't have time for video games. So you just gave it up. Okay. So there is, but that that illustrates perfectly what I, the reason why I would never get a tattoo I don't, I'm not that confident that there's anything going on in my life right now short of my family and being a Cubs fan that I will feel the same way about 10, 15 years from now. Yeah, and I wouldn't want the pain. <laughs> I just don't want the painful. pain. I, I still I don't I want any would, pain. I thought it would le- legitimately be one of the more painful things I yeah. did. Didn't even feel it. Really? And you got it on a meaty. Want... You got it on a meaty part, right? Yeah. You got it there on your forearm. From right. what I understand, if you get a tattoo somewhere that's more bony, that has less less padding yeah. under the skin, it's a lot it's more. It's basically painful. like just pressing a pen really hard into nope. your arm. Uh uh-uh. uh It's not that painful. No, no chance. I uh, I would never get a tattoo. I said my whole life. The only time I'll get a tattoo is if and when the Cubs win a World Series, and then they did, and I was just too broke at the time to get one. And well, now, I think we have to get you now one. Now I have enough money to go and get one, and I feel like it's, I think we have to get like you it's one just now. weird walking into passed. a tattoo parlor and be like, give me a Cubs 2016 World <laughs> Championship. Like, I'm just living in the past. Where would you get the tattoo? On my uh, on my shoulder, across across my bicep, my bulging biceps, or triceps, I mean. Well, good for <laughs> I'll you. I'll get more tattoos. I'm not getting a tattoo. Never get a tattoo. But this is like a barcode, though? Yes. Okay, to yeah. go back to, just... to the point, you've got to be an idiot. Like... <laughs> It's a sports Jonathan, I don't necessarily appreciate your tattoos personally. Just the one so far. But they are, no, or you're one, but I get it. It is it is something, a barcode that has, yeah. it's, it's a conversation piece. People go, what's that? And he goes, take out your phone. Well, and, and then, then I say, it, and, then, and then the conversation ends with, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to do work for your tattoo, I don't care. <sighs> Dateline Berlin. <laughs> Associated Press story. Police in Western Germany say divine intervention saved a speeding driver from getting a ticket after a pigeon photobombed a traffic enforcement camera at just the right moment. Hold on, what? I'll read it again. Okay. Police in Western Germany say divine intervention saved a speeding driver from getting a ticket after a pigeon photobombed a traffic enforcement camera just at the right moment. Just as the radar gun clocked the driver at uh, 54 kilometers, it looks like, which is 33 and a half miles per hour in a 30-kilometer zone, and the camera flashed, the pigeon flew in front of the car, obscuring the face of the driver with its spread wings and thereby concealing the necessary evidence of who was at the wheel. Police say, quote, thanks to the feathered guardian angel, the driver was spared a 105 euro, which is a $117 fine, but should take it as a sign from above to slow down. Don't they have the license plate? And I will show you this. No, but it doesn't matter. You have to see who's driving. They do have the license plate. Oh, because it's not a parking ticket. But it, yes, it's a driving yes. ticket, and, and somebody else could have been driving. The, oh, wow. And in fact, I believe That's if I... That's an amazing picture. If I'm not mistaken, I believe in this state now, you can no longer get tickets in the mail for running a red light because they can't see you. 
They can really? see your car. They can see your car and your, to me once. and your license plate. But I, I think, I think within the last year or so, we have now entered into the, because this got taken to court. So, like, if it's your car and you're going through a light, previously they they could have looked at that and find you and mailed you a ticket. Well, I think what the lawyers argued and successfully was, but they can't see your face. So, is it you, your girlfriend? Was your car stolen? And so uh, this was a pigeon or a bird that got in the way of the driver's face and obscured the identity. So they have the car, they have the license. What they don't have is who was driving. Has that ever happened to you where you get caught I, by a camera no. and get a ticket in the mail? That happened to me once. It never did. I, I, I didn't like blow a red light and go through the intersection, but I guess I did a, a rolling stop right turn at and a you red got light. A, and you got a ticket. And I got a ticket in the mail like a week later with a picture of me doing it. There are certain stop signs that if you do, do that at, by the way, you are totally in the right. <laughs> I have a stop sign on my way home as I'm proceeding home. Driving school at which I at which <laughs> at which there's nothing to my left. There's no one is going to turn unless I can see them clearly. There is no compelling case to stop at this stop sign. So if you're if I was to ever get mailed a ticket, I would go and just rip the stop sign down and say I solved your problem. <laughs> no compelling case whatsoever. I want you to teach a driving course. I really do. Oh, I can teach a lot of courses. The Judd Zolgad School yeah, of Yeah, there's no reason to stop. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Unless there's a camera. I, but no, then rip the camera down. <laughs> In other news. Dateline Miami. Because, of course, at least one of these stories had to come from Florida. Police have arrested one woman and are looking for a second after an alleged assault on a Miami Burger King manager over French uh, fries of in April. Of course. Natasha... Ethel Bagley, 42, faces charges of armed burglary with assault or battery, attempted robbery with a deadly weapon, and criminal mischief. Court records show this is Miss Bagley, Judd Zolgad, if you can see oh that. Oh, my and goodness. <laughs> is that Mr. Mr. Bagley? Oh, my. Okay. Only in Florida. <laughs> Bagley and her girlfriend, 27-year-old Genesis Pagero, went to the fast food restaurant April 2nd and asked for free fries at the drive-thru. They just pulled up at the drive-thru and were like, hey, give me free fries. There wasn't a promotion going on offering free fries so, with the oh, purchase okay. of a drink. They just pulled up to the drive-thru and were like, hey, free fries, please. According to an arrest report obtained by WTVJ, when an employee refused, the two women allegedly parked and went into the restaurant, again demanding free fries. <laughs> So with no expectation of free fries, they thought there should be free fries. Yes. Pagero. I'm sorry. Is, is this in Miami proper? Yes, Miami. Pagero okay. hopped over the counter and with her hands in her pockets claimed she had a pistol and demanded the manager give them all of the money in the register. According to police, when the unidentified female manager tried to call police, Pagero punched the woman in the face. According to the report, police say Bagley joined in helping Pagero assault the manager. The pair allegedly tore registers and monitors off the Burger King counter before driving away from the restaurant in an SUV. Pagero is still on the run, but Bagley was booked Tuesday after the victims managed to identify her, according to police. Can fries really be that important? You know what's more embarrassing than getting arrested for assaulting a Burger King manager after he wouldn't give you free fries? Being on the run from the police, and when people ask you why you're on the run from the police, yeah. 
You got to tell him because I beat up a Burger King manager because he wouldn't give me free fries. That's not even a cool on the run from the cop story. Okay. Truthful question for you. <laughs> Justin just shrugged his shoulders like maybe it is. This might not be politically correct, but <laughs> I have a... Vote, Those but fries I, are good. I've got a, a truthful question <laughs> for both of you off this story. Okay. If you do this and you get away from the authorities, so you, you've escaped. Well, they have her name. They and know who this person is. Right, right, sure. But they don't have this person in custody, right? And it's Miami or a big town. You've won, right? How hard are the cops actually going to be like, <laughs> let's see, we got a double homicide over here. We've got armed robbery places, here. Yeah. <laughs> But we gotta find the Burger King fry person, the fry bandit. I think you. Fry I think you. I think if you get away, you've won. Would you move out of state just to get away from the cops from this, or would no, you just like no. go in hiding for like a week in your own in your house? I wouldn't hide. I I would just lay pretty low for about a week. But after that, I think you've won. You really think the cops are gonna be like? Do you go back to that Burger King? No, no, no. I'll just say this. No, I, I wouldn't. If I'm the Ever? cops, I don't bother I don't bother looking for Miss Piguero very hard because I know her name, I have her identity, and something tells me this won't be the last run in that the cops have with Miss <laughs> no, Piguero. That's a good point. I just wait until the next time she ends up in the system and then she gets charged for assaulting the okay. Burger King manager who wouldn't give her free french fries. You've got a good point. <laughs> right? Yeah, you've got a good point. You will run into this woman again. Yeah, I was going to say you're it's not going to stop at fries. No. No. You're going to keep going. This wasn't the first or the last encounter with the police I'm managing that Miss Piguero had. Or her first how, brush with crime. But how can fries be that important? Fries are good, man. I, oh, I love fries, but how can fries be that important? <laughs> and I mean, okay, if there was a, So let's just say that there had been a fry special and they demanded it and didn't get it and got mad. I'm not... If there was a I'm free not saying fry it's special, okay, I but, might go... I, mean, I get it. I wouldn't do it, but I get it. I see why you're upset. If that was you behind the counter at the BK, uh-huh. <laughs> and that happened, and you showed me the picture, I'm sort of scared, and I'm in St. Paul sitting here. Take the fries. Do you come through with the fries and be like, you know what? We don't have a special, but just for you, here's some free Once fries. Once I see that face that I showed you guys, just take the fries. <laughs> do you give the large? Do you give them the large? box thing of fries or just the little paper thing of fries? I'm going to give them, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what they do at Burger King every time because they're brilliant in terms of marketing. And this is, I don't know if you know this, this is subterfuge marketing that Burger King does. No. You ever notice when you get fries from Burger King, it has one onion ring in it every time? Oh, I thought that was a mistake. Nope. They want, they want you really? to, they want you to try their onion ring. I always thought that the ring had just crawled nope. in with the fries. That's like, what I thought too. Below the covers. That's a marketing ploy. Really? Yes. How'd you find that out? They want you to see how good their onion rings are. I know somebody who used to work at Burger King. So they tell them, purposely put an onion ring in with the fries. Give them a little sample. That's genius. Like a drug dealer. First taste is free, man. (laughs) I'm not sure about Do you want one more for me? Yes. Yes, please. Play the sound. Lincoln, Nebraska police arrested 26-year-old Markel Towner on Tuesday for allegedly resisting arrest and providing a false name to officers, the department wrote on its Facebook page earlier this week. Police responding to a report of domestic violence around 10.30 p.m. found the suspect, Towner, sitting in a parked vehicle outside the home. They noted that Towner also had two warrants for his arrest. Uh Uh-oh, he's in trouble, right? When they questioned Towner, he allegedly gave his name as D'Angelo Towns, according to Omaha Station KETV. Only one problem. 
The officers say they noticed a lanyard around Towner's neck that read Markel Towner. <laughs> when Towner was told he was under arrest, police said he tensed up, resisted arrest, and yelled that he hadn't done, of course, anything wrong. Towner was then taken in, into custody after a struggle that lasted several minutes, police said. Now, I might have a problem believing that this story, but the uh, the wife is an avid fan of Live PD, and so I now see stories like this play out so he lied every about his Friday name when he Saturday had his night. name hanging around his yes, neck. Yes, he gave he gave his name as D'Angelo Towns, and the cops looked at him and said, but there's a lanyard around your neck, some sort of, I don't know, work <laughs> or something, that says Markel Towner. That's amazing. What's the worst lie you ever told? <laughs> to the police? <laughs> no, to anybody. Oh, like I'd, have most, to, I'd have to. I have to think most, about that one. The most one. transparent, see-through lie to, that like you've the ever dumb, told. Like just the dumbest <laughs> yeah, like I've you, got. Uh, you realized as soon as it left your lips, like, oh damn, I screwed up. Oh, I'm sure there's. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few. I'm sure there's a few that I could think of, but I need to think about them. One time in uh, in shop class in high school, yep. the teacher had a strict no food, no drink policy in the shop. No food, no drink in the shop class at all. Strict policy. I pop, I had, I had like, cause I was fat. I had like a, probably a pocket full of mini Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. And just popped one in my mouth while he was talking to me. Like he was looking right. Oh at, yeah. Just a brain fart. He was looking right at my face yep. and I just pull the mini peanut butter cup out of my pocket and pop it in my mouth. And he goes, what did you just eat? And with a mouth full of peanut butter cup, I go, nothing. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> He's, I don't even remember. You got to take pity on you. You're a fat kid. He can't pick on you. Probably. That's not fair to pick on you. He literally watched me put this piece of candy in my mouth, and then with a full mouth of candy, I tried to lie to this man. I don't know how I thought I was getting away with that. I have no it's idea. It's just a brain fart. <laughs> I understand it. But yeah, Mark L. Towner did not get away with it when it came to the Nebraska police. No, I'd imagine not. This has been every Wednesday, normally Wednesday at uh, 520. Chad tweets in to tell us that uh, that he once told an ex-girlfriend that all stop signs with a white border are optional and are like yield signs, which is how I treat the, the stop sign that I was talking about. She then subsequently came over to his place the next day saying she had got a ticket for running stop signs. <laughs> All stop signs have white You know what, Chad? Around. Good try. <laughs> Way to go, Chad. Good try. And if I tell my wife today to, to run a stop sign, she's going to say, you're an idiot. I'm not doing it. If you missed the uh, Glenn Perkins on baseball show today, the Score North first place twins show with Glenn Perkins on baseball, he had uh, some thoughts about adding a Keiko or a Kimbrel. We'll talk about that right after this. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 scorenorth.com. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app. In the last segment, one of my in-other news stories was a uh, soccer fan who got a uh, barcode tattooed to his calf that was that would link to a video of his favorite team, favorite soccer team scoring a goal. Jonathan, during the break, and I showed it to you, Judd, sent me a link to a, a picture of another soccer fan who got an even more ridiculous tattoo. This guy has... His team's jersey tattooed on his torso, like completely covering his torso. Front and back. Front and back has a tattoo of his team's jersey on his body. Complete down to the nipples. Yeah, it's disgusting. Right down to the, like It's his, way more expensive than just buying a stinking jersey. Like, dude, that's gotta 90 be, bucks. Come that's got to be expensive. Oh, yeah. Tedious. 
painful? Long, painful? you said you got the nips? Can no you way, imagine man. getting your nipples tattooed? No way. I'm out. Not doing it. Like, I talked about a bony spot on the body and how painful that has to be. You know how many nerve endings are in nipples? <laughs> There's so many ways to well, go with I've that. I've got the bump for tomorrow. <laughs> so many. I've got the yeah. drop for tomorrow. I hope I... I hope I was quiet during that line, so you got that it. That was all here, just Rami. This uninterrupted. Because my answer is no, I don't. I'm going to Google it. So what what happens What happens to this guy when he also starts to inevitably sag and get fatter? It's just a loose jersey at that point. I just, it's untucked. <laughs> and like, if this guy, if this guy wants to what happens date, if they change the jersey, man. Like your jersey's out of date. But if this guy fix that, if this guy wants to date or has a girlfriend, like, what are you thinking? I mean, this guy, you looks like an idiot. He looks like a clown. Oh yeah, I'm not a woman, but I I think I'd walk out. Like the first time I see you shirtless and you have your favorite soccer team's jersey tattooed on your torso, pretty sure I'm walking out. And he probably thinks it's really cool. So he's like, I want to show you something. Oh, yeah, you can look at, you can see the nerve on his face, the look on his face. He thinks it's it's very, very cool. This guy's poor parents. I Googled uh Nipples. How many how many <laughs> nerve endings are in nipples? Yeah. And, and I uh I found an article titled uh, Eight Questions We All Have About Our Nipples Answered. I really have no questions about mine. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, it's one thing I never think about. Um uh, question number two, how sensitive is too sensitive? What if a person has a hard time wearing a bra or pajama shirt because it irritates their nipples? There are hundreds of nerve endings in each nipple. And while men and women have roughly the same number, women's are more spread out and are generally more sensitive to stimuli thanks to hormones. The more you know. Ding, 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 ding. On Maggie and Thank you. with Robbie. Thank you, NBC. Um, every Thursday on uh, here on Score North and on the Score North mobile Robbie just moves on. We bring uncomfortable. You-, you brought it up. <laughs> Robbie's uncomfortable. You brought it up, not us. We bring you, as part of our uh, Twins programming, which, by the way, five days a week now, at noon, we have Twins Talk You for just you. segued <laughs> out of something in which you made yourself so uncomfortable you had to segue out. Glenn Perkins, the former Twins reliever, he's oh. on for an hour every Thursday, and today, mm. on with Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore, he was asked about the possibility of adding a Dallas Keuchel to this Twins rotation. We've talked about that. He doesn't raise the ceiling. John Heyman can say whatever. I don't think we're going to see him in a Twins uniform. That doesn't make sense to me. You you go try to get Degrom or a Syndergaard or a, one of those guys, and, and if they if they do something, it's going to be a guy that they can that's going to help him this year. Starter's going to help him this year and help him into the into the future. I don't see it. It doesn't. He's he's going to slot arguably behind Gibson too. So you're going to sign a your a fifth starter if you got the if you got the Keuchel from two years ago and like the the two times he was an All Star, you can make a case that. Okay, maybe he slots into one of those three. But then if you look at, and this is small sample size alert, if you look at Dallas Keuchel's postseason career, he's a five-inning guy. When it comes down to the best hitters and lineups in baseball, you're not trading for a Justin Verlander type or a Syndergaard type that could probably go seven or eight innings in a postseason game and thus untax your bullpen. Yeah, Your bullpens get taxed so much in these playoff series that if you do have a Barrios or a Syndergaard that you trust going six or seven, that does matter for the rest of the series. So then, Keuchel's not so that. And then on the other side of it, so... My theory being, if you're going to get a guy, you have to raise the ceiling. Ideally, I mean, if he was if he was an ace guy, he, a he wouldn't be on the market. But then go pay him. I think what I think what they do is is you sign a kid because the other thing that I don't like is giving up a prospect for a reliever. 
I, I that that's the worst trade you can make. If you don't make it to the like the the ALCS or the World Series, he he didn't didn't even help you in the playoffs. So you're giving up a prospect and then getting a guy that's really not going to help you that that much. That's why you go sign a Craig Kimbrell. Once the compensation is away, you just go sign him and then he raises your ceiling and your floor. So when it comes to Keuchel, he's basically he's saying essentially what I said a couple days ago when we were talking about that, which is if you're going to add a starter, it has to be somebody who, as he puts it, raises the ceiling. In other words, yes. right now, I feel like you have four good starters and Michael Pineda is a fifth starter, and, and you're going to have a weak link in almost any rotation. Look around baseball. But I need somebody who raises the bar on the four starters because I'm thinking about playoff roster construction. This team is going to win the division, so let's think about how you win a playoff series now. And I don't think Dallas Keuchel raises the bar for your, especially not for your first four guys in the pitching rotation. Mm-hmm. Agreed completely. Uh, completely. Madison Bumgarner, to me, potentially does a guy like that. But the Keuchel thing is, I just don't, I think the Kimbrell conversation makes sense. The Keuchel, the, Keuchel might be fine, but he hasn't pitched. He's a starter. You're going to have to get him stretched out. It's going to take how long? It's going to take probably, I mean, you, you wouldn't see him pitching for the Twins, I don't think, until July. So I'm with Perk. Now, the interesting thing, though, where Perk went, where you were sort of going, though, to me, was was in mentioning potential starters, because he didn't mention Mad Bomb. He bought, brought up DeGrom and Syndergaard. And that is on Rami territory, because you ain't getting those guys... Without giving with, up top prospects. Without, a top, without one of those two top prospects involved. You're not... And if not for Cindergard's that's injury, your That's your point, and I, yes. I don't think DeGrom is going to be traded. They just gave him a contract extension. But let's say it's Syndergaard. Syndergaard, the only thing that scares me off of that, and why I might not give up one of those two guys for him, is his injury history. But I think I, the reason why I still might do it is mm-hmm. because that seems to be a trend with the Mets. I don't really trust their strength and conditioning and training staff based on what I've seen happen to their pitching staff over the last few years. Before we get out real quick, I wanted to bring you what Glenn had to say a little bit more on on the benefits of signing a Craig Kimbrell for this bullpen. And sources tell Scorenorth the Twins could be in on one of the pitchers once the compensation has been removed. So basically starting Monday, according to Judd, he's hearing the Twins are very much in play for either Dallas Keuchel or Craig Kimbrell. John Heyman from MLB Network reports the suitors for Keuchel include the Twins, Braves, Brewers, Cardinals, Rays, and Yankees. So those two guys are going to sign uh, at like 12.02, like in the NBA when they like hit free <laughs> yes. like July 1st, whatever yes. it is. And like, man, they negotiated quick. How, 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 did, that, how did that happen? <laughs> These two guys are going to sign. They'll sign right away. How long will it take if they sign at 12.02 a.m. on Monday, Eastern Time? And it might be different for both those guys. So it'll be, it'll be what, June 3rd at that point. When will they be able to pitch in a major league you game? You would see Kimbrell earlier than you'd see Keuchel. And I think they're both. I mean, we, we talked about it off air. That, uh, Kimbrell's down in Bradenton, and I think Keuchel's out in Newport Beach or wherever Boris's palace is. His um, compound. Yeah. They're, gonna, they're both going to need some time. No matter what you're doing, like you can't recreate playing in a game against even minor league players. I mean, they, they'll they'll both, you know, I, I don't know how it works. I guess you sign and if they if they can put them on a the DL or how you do that, but you they have they'd have to pitch in the minor leagues for for you know uh, Keiko a few starts, Kimbrel a few appearances, well, kind of get sharp and start then, in short season, and then you go try to what a thirty day rehab assignment.
Yeah, I don't know exactly how that would work because we haven't seen this situation play out very often. Like, what is the designation for those guys once they're to signed go to the minors? Prob- once they're signed to a baseball team, like, can you hire them? Can you sign them and then say immediately they're on the IL and make up like shoulder stiffness or no? I think arm you, fatigue. No, or- I think you you sign them to big league deals and then essentially can I think send them out on what amounts to a conditioning assignment where to. Derek uh, Wetmore's point, they can go down for, I think it's a 30-day period, and work their strength up. Okay. But but what Perk said is right. Kimbrell, the Keiko thing is going to take some time. He He's a starter. He's right. going to have to get stretched out. Right. Yeah, uh, Kimbrell, who's been throwing, it had, probably has a quicker timetable to get up here and pitch. And, and so it sounds like Perk is on the same wavelength that we are. As far as the more desirable pitcher, if you're the Twins, would be the the closer slash bullpen guy, as opposed to a starter who might come up here and might be behind Gibson, might be the four guy, but he's definitely not uh, slotted in immediately and might never be as a top three guy. If Perk is right, and I think he probably is, then we should have an answer to where Kimbrell and Keuchel are playing, whether it's the Twins or somebody else, by Monday. Compensation comes off of them at uh, 12.01, I believe, Monday morning. That's right. For Judd Zolgad, Jonathan Harrison, I'm Rami Makhlouf saying thanks for listening to Mackie and Judd with Rami. Go get that Score North mobile app. It's free for Google and Apple users. Zolgad, um, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.